Welcome to I'm Uncomfortable. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Melissa. And we've been friends since everybody's favorite time of life, puberty. Like most people who thought cutting their own bangs was a good idea, we're professionals in feeling that itchy, cringy, out-of-place awkwardness. Join us as we unapologetically explore the topics that make us cringe and how to be okay with it. Now let's get uncomfortable. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of I'm Uncomfortable. And as always, we are going to start off with what made us uncomfortable this past week. So, Melissa, why don't you go first? What made you uncomfortable this past week? So my story is not really one of being uncomfortable per se. It is one of funny inconvenience, I should say, just because it has, I don't know, it, I essentially we've been in quarantine and I have not washed my car that whole time. Granted, I'm not really driving anywhere other than to the grocery store these days when I need to, but I just felt like it was time. It's been seven plus weeks since I had washed my car. My car is usually an extension of me. So I felt it was time. So I dragged myself to the Costco line for the car wash. Waited in that line. Yeah. The Costco line. Washed my car. It was all great. I was proud of myself. And then... It rained the next day. No! So it's kind of like the universe telling me to like sit down like a a great equalizer. Who do you think you you are? Who do you think you were today? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How dare you wash your car? It's more like a funny, yeah, a funny situation that was slightly inconvenient and frustrating. But, you know, just got to laugh about that stuff because essentially if I... You know, if I look at it in a positive light, it rained for sure the next day, but I feel like that layer of dirt that was on my car prior to getting it washed, if it had rained on that, it would have been super caked on there. So, clean rain on my car? I don't know. So, there's that. That's my uncomfortable moment. But (laughs) how about you? What did you have for your story to share this week? I was really thinking about it and I like, I couldn't, I couldn't pick just one, but, (laughs) um, multiple uncomfortable situations. I'm just always uncomfortable. Um, no, but I, it's the last episode we were talking about hot yoga and I was like, well, I heard you fart doing hot yoga. So I'm not really trying to fart in front of everybody. Um, so I didn't do hot yoga because obviously quarantine studios aren't open. However, I did try, um, like, 10 minutes start your day yoga or I also tried (laughs) 20 minute bedtime yoga and one of them was like you can do this in bed and I was like you're not even in bed I'm not buying it if you're telling me that I can do this 20 minute (laughs) nighttime yoga and then she was like if you fell asleep like leave it in the comment I was like what do you mean if I fell asleep there's no way that I'm like (laughs) doing downward facing dog on my bed and then falling asleep that's not a thing So anyway, it made me uncomfortable because I was sore. Not because like it made me cringe internally, but I've been working out. Yay me. Um, But it's what made me uncomfortable because I'm really sore. So yoga. (laughs) Yoga made me uncomfortable. A good uncomfortable, you know? Yes, a good uncomfortable. uncomfortable Speaking of growing. Awesome. Sometimes I hate it when I say speaking of, but it already happened. It's too late. 
<laughs> we roll with it. We roll with it. It's here. happening. Well, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about, drum roll please, therapy. Ooh. I was going to tap my mic just then. I was going to tap it and give you guys an audible drum roll, but then I didn't know if that would be good or not. Annoying that would be. Yeah. So I just. <laughs> I air drum rolled, just know that. Okay. And okay. Drum rolling in Sorry, spirit. continue. But <laughs> therapy. It might make you cringe when I say the word. Actually, I'm like bawling my hands right now. What's happening? Who am I? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's already making me uncomfortable and we haven't even really dived in yet. Uh, but both of us, Melissa and I have both been to therapy. Um, it took us a while to get there. And we know some of you may be stuck or hesitant in getting, you know, crossing the bridge to going to therapy. So we wanted to talk about it today. Mm-hmm. So let's let's dig in. Melissa, what about therapy made you personally uncomfortable? Or like, why did it made you uncom- make you uncomfortable? It, that's something that is an ever evolving answer. And I having just mentioned mentioned the word therapy used to make me really awkward and uncomfortable but i think in the past couple of years in coming to terms with the idea of therapy it's become less of like this voodoo term um and i think initially it felt that way because we grew we, I shouldn't say we, I'm speaking for myself here, but you can agree or disagree. Um, I at least grew up or yeah, grew up in an environment where therapy is not really a thing. That's like mental health in general is something that's not addressed. Maybe it's specific to my family, but I feel like I've, I've heard multiple accounts of other minority families, um, having similar struggles in that where Tylenol fixes everything or Vicks feeling sad, rub Vicks on your head and just go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? That's a new one. (laughs) I don't know. It just never was a thing that was a medical issue. We like already in um, my family, it's, you don't really, we didn't grow up going to our, our doctors as often as we could. It was always like only out of necessity. And God forbid you need to go to another doctor for a specific thing that's not even acknowledged in my culture or in my in my environment. So yeah, mental health is just not a thing. So I, I think the unfamiliarity with it made me uncomfortable. Okay, I see that. No, I can agree. And I personally, like, I, I have a girlfriend who um, she recently also started going to therapy and she felt the same way. You know, she used to say therapy. I used to think therapy was some white people shit and it's true. I mean, in my mind and like no diss to the white people, but in my mind it was like, Oh, like therapy is this really American thing specifically though. Like either Mm -hmm. you have to be like an insane person and therefore you need therapy, which is not what this episode is about. Um, or, you have to be like a rich white woman, I think also primarily too. In my mind, I'm imagining some like rich white lady lounging on her couch in Beverly Hills and like she's going to talk to her therapist, <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> I mean, we laugh because that's, yeah. like that's like the archetype yeah. of like, the, you know, that whole thing. But yeah, no, it, I just didn't think it was it was for me. And I did actually see a therapist as a kid, um, I think once or twice but it was after my grandma died and my mom was like going out on a limb here. Like it wasn't, 
I remember the therapist anything to save your her child (laughs) right like I don't know she it was like a suggestion because obviously I was sad Mm -hmm. as you know my grandma just passed Mm -hmm. away um but so she took the suggestion from god knows who um and we went to a therapist a therapist and I remember the therapist asked me all these weird fucking questions like she asked me like um are you afraid of spiders are you afraid of being like a left alone? I guess she was asking like abandoned. And I was like, I get sad when my mom leaves me. Does that count as a fear? And she was just the worst. I don't know. Maybe she was having a bad day, but it was a terrible experience. And I remember thinking like, is this what therapy is? This is the pits. I'm never coming back here. I didn't know that you went to therapy as a kid. It was was like one session. Let's not get crazy. I went to a therapist (laughs) one time. didn't go to went therapy. Went to a therapy I went session. to a therapist once, period. Like, there was no... And, and that was it. It wasn't until an, I was an adult after college that I even really considered going back. And I can't even remember what made me do it. Well, we'll get to that, I think. I definitely agree with what you were saying. I also think it, it seems like a privileged thing. Like, therapy is a privileged uh, you're right. type yep. of... Mm-hmm indulgence i you know but ooh, that's can we pause the word indulgence you just use the word indulgence and that i think is so telling of the culture that we grew yeah. up in and the mindset about therapy that it's an indulgence it's like an no, extravagant thing i don't know if it was explicitly said but from my understanding you go to the doctor when you're feeling sick and that means like a fever coughing and like the Tylenol did not work you know (laughs) that's when you go to the doctor um if you're feeling sad that's not a reason to go to the doctor you know and I uh, the using the word indulgence um the reasoning behind that was that it also seemed like a uh, a weakness to even want to mention therapy as an option like you were weak in that you could not deal with the turbulence of your emotions or your mental state. All right. Um, We've just painted therapy in a really negative light. And like <laughs> someone listening to us who's like scared to go to therapy is like, well, I don't want to go now. Um, so <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, the full circle is that we are in therapy. <laughs> that is true. We are both currently in therapy. Yes. Right? So... I want to know what made what made you take the plunge? Why did you decide to pursue therapy? Well, for me, I chose to pursue therapy one because at my current job, I am blessed with great benefits that cover therapy. So, it seemed like there was no real excuse for me to not pursue it if I were thinking about it. Um, but I think I've, I was also putting it off just because, again, from the fear. But what made me take the plunge was <laughs> complete turmoil <laughs> in my life. Um, and I won't get into details, but there was only so much I could emotionally dump um, to my friends and my family members that I felt comfortable talking to. I, I felt like it was time for me to be an adult, make a decision, and reach out to a third party, which was a therapist, and just do it because I was just not in a good headspace and I just wanted to build a toolbox of tactics for me to start addressing these issues and 
tackling them because I was pretty much fed up with my cycle of sadness. <laughs> so that's what that was. Depressing much? Cycle of sadness? Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally kidding. Can relate though. No, no, no. I, I can relate. Um, <laughs> cycle of sadness. I don't, I think it's really similar. I got to this point where I was kind of down in the dumps about being an adult and it sounds so lame. I was sad about being a grown up. <laughs> hey, you know, don't downplay your struggles. There's a there's such thing as quarter life crises, you know. <laughs> I wasn't no even twenty five. Yeah, but okay, that's it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was struggling, and I was kind of being confronted with like being an adult and living in the Bay Area, which for those of you who aren't from California, it is one of the most expensive housing markets. I think it's the most expensive housing market and just thinking about like, what do I want to do with my future? Where do I want to be? And it was a lot. Plus I was dealing with a lot of financial, financial stuff. And long story short, I was like, there has to be a better way to handle my stuff. And I couldn't keep putting it on my friends or boyfriend, right? Like you had mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. there's only so much venting you can do. And I was like, well, let me give Mm -hmm. this therapy thing a try. I hear it works. I hear it's great. (laughs) (laughs) I hear from my white friends that it works. (laughs) Actually, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But I heard it was good. So I tried it. Sounds like I'm trying to talk about drugs. I heard it was really good. So I decided (laughs) all the kids be doing it. Everyone was doing it, actually. But that's quite quite the opposite. Nobody was doing it. None of my Mm -hmm. friends of color were doing it. Mm -hmm. So something to Mm -hmm. note. Yeah, um, but it's it's. You know, I'm actually sorry to cut you off. I no, you're fine. It's actually a good question to ask our friends. I don't. I know that I'm open with you about going to therapy because I know that you told. I remember when you started this journey and um, telling me that you were pursuing therapy. And actually, part of my reason too of pursuing therapy, I was like, okay, if Vanessa can do this, I could do this too. Um, but I'm curious to know now, it's been a few years. I'm, I'm curious to know if any of our friends are doing ther- are, are in therapy now. That's, we should know. ask. I feel like they would have told us. I mean, well, maybe not. We you know, it's, per- it's a personal journey. Yeah, that's true. We, well, we can, we should true, ask true, them. True. And if, if you're listening, maybe also ask your friends if they are doing therapy, because now there's all these different finagled types of ways that you can, you can do therapy. I, I've been in, mm-hmm. you know, seeing my therapist for three, four years now. It's, it's been quite some time. And she mentioned it to me the other, the other day. And I was like, what? It's been that long? No, I haven't had issues for this long. And she's like, you're right. You've had them for longer. We're just dealing with them now. And I was like, ooh, burn. Yeah, that's funny. But I, I, I've only met my... I love therapy jokes, to be honest. <laughs> I've only met my therapist okay. in person three times. The first time was when I had my initial consultation with her, like our first session. And the second two times are when I just like so happened to be in the area because my therapist is in Santa Cruz, which is about an hour away from San Jose. So it's, she's not easy to see. So most of our sessions are actually done over mm-hmm. the phone, which I thought would be weird, but actually I love it because on my drive home or, you know, at my apartment I could be on the phone with my therapist and it was just a part of my day. It didn't feel like I was going out of my way to talk to her. It was convenient. So I've done, 
Right. So I've done phone therapy. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people's um, wall. You know, that's that's something that people find as as an obstacle is is the convenience factor because the fact that it's another appointment that you have to go to during the week. Um, but the fact that there's so many options for therapy these days helps with that factor. It starts b- tearing down those walls of hesitation. It's convenient for the way your lifestyle It, it is. sure is, yeah. So. Also, I guess if you have anxiety, I don't, but if you do have anxiety about like talking to your therapist in person and having them stare at you while you, while you talk about your problems, then this might actually ease mm-hmm. a lot of that for you if I'm describing you. Um, but Melissa, how I, I feel like you've done several different forms. <laughs> I've done two types. Okay. And the first, I tried to do it the more traditional way. Um, I also, to this day, I don't think I've mentioned to my family, except for my brother and maybe my cousin, that I was even going to see a therapist. Um, for those same reasons that we talked about in, in terms of what makes it uncomfortable. Oh I just didn't want to have that conversation. Now I'm wondering if my mom I don't think I've ever knows. told us. Does my mom know? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Does my parents know that I'm going to therapy? Don't know. So during a time when we could drive to work into the office, I would tend to stay late um, just because of my workload, which is also something that I talk to my therapist about. But... Um, yeah, I, so I would just have appointments once a week, and it would just be, like, right after work, so I didn't have to say I was going anywhere extra. I was just, you know, staying at work late. So I tried the traditional route of going in and, and seeing a therapist in person, but that didn't work out for me. I think I did, like, three—no, I want to say I did, like, four or five sessions with him— yeah, but I think that was the biggest deterrent for me was that I purposely searched for a practice that had Asian women as the therapist there. And for some reason, I was paired with the one white male that practiced oh, there I didn't at that office. Realize. Okay, wow. Yeah. So I... And I think this is what I'm struggling with now with my new therapist, but I'll get to that. But my, I think I went on too long with him in that I was trying to be like, okay, well, this is going to be uncomfortable, right? So let me just do a couple of sessions and see how it goes. And actually, you know, I learned, you know, I learned things from going to see him, but I just didn't feel like I was in a place a fully safe place for me to divulge a lot of the things that I, he was asking of, you know, to, to dive into the, the issues that I was I wanting to talk about. But I just felt like I would go home after the sessions and be like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel because I've never done this before, but I don't feel comfortable Ooh. with it. So then I ended up stopping seeing him. And then I stopped therapy for a while and then I kept putting it off and then I got onto virtual therapy through Talkspace because I was listening to different podcasts who were sponsored by Talkspace and I was like what is this you got me give me your code so I could go get some therapy (laughs) that sounds really weird to me what what is Talkspace what is what do you mean virtual therapy what is that Talkspace is a essentially it's like text messaging 
with your therapist. So like I'm showing Vanessa right now on my screen that my conversations with my therapist, um, but the way it works is that you put in your information and I will say this about Talkspace, it's, it's, their customer service is really responsive. So getting like insurance documents and things, cause that was the first question I was like, I'm not going to do this and pay like X number of dollars and then not have this type of therapy covered on my insurance and have to pay full mm. for it. So make sure if you're, if you're considering virtual versions of therapy, which is kind of a newer thing, check with your HR department before you pursue it because I had to go through some issues with that. But um, essentially they match you. You can, you can, they give you, it's like Tinder. <laughs> like they give you a list of therapists um, and you could, you see what their credentials are. You see they have a little bio and then they have some, uh, most of them have um, like a little video where they're talking about what, what they themselves and um, what they specialize in. Um, so yeah, I was going through like a list of people and then I ended up choosing a woman and a woman of color and they go through this process. There's a timeline that they give you. I should have done this before. So the journey, it's literally called the journey <laughs> is one is intake is the first step and you input all of your information and then they match you with a therapist and then they transfer you over to them and then it's like pre-treatment and then treatment. And so you can text all day, every day, but what they're assigned to do is that they have designated availability time. So when you text, you could text like paragraphs or you could text however much you want and then you click I'm ready for my therapist to respond. And so you click that and then it tells you like your therapist will get back to you during this time frame. So you can expect to have a more responsive conversation with them during those times, just because obviously they're not at your beck and call where you can just like text them at 3 a.m. and be like, I need help. Therapy on demand. Yeah, they're not on oh demand. My gosh. They have lives too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been doing that on and off. I was pretty good at it um, for maybe like three to four months. And then I stopped in December or November of last year. And then I just started on it again oh <laughs> recently. <laughs> and she was just like, nice to hear from you. And I'm like, so much has happened. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> so I'm not really sure... In summary, I'm not really sure if it's working for me. I told my therapist that I feel like I need more of a structure. Like I need to have something on my calendar yep. every week mm -hmm. or I'm not going to respond. Like I, I, I don't know. So I'm trying to work that out with my current therapist and see if that's something that could work because you can schedule like video conference or okay. phone calls. So it's not just text. So you can kind okay, of... Okay, I was going to ask. What were you going to ask? That's interesting. Okay. No, no, I was going to ask if you could, um, like, call them or, like, chat with them, like, face-to-face. -face. Yeah. I just can't imagine... It could be a blend. I just can't imagine the texting. Like, I don't... I, what you're saying about structure and, like, needing that time on your calendar, I think the reason why I've been able to, to see the same person for this long is because I know that it's going to be either every week if I choose, every two weeks, three weeks, 
it could be every month and which I've chosen before when things have been steady and good. Um, but just knowing like, okay, like I'm going to talk to her at this time and she knows my calendar pretty well after all this time. And because it's been such a long time, she knows like where I've been with my job and about my issues with my family yeah. or with my significant other. So there is something to be said about building that relationship with them. Yeah. But I think the most important thing that you called out Missy is the idea of, I need to feel comfortable with my therapist. So if you are looking for someone and my therapist is a really woke white lady. She's cool. I love her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you know Santa Cruz then you probably understand what I'm saying, but I really like her and we get along really well. And she has a lot of clients who are women of color. So she does understand those different struggles and she can provide that perspective to me also. So bottom Mm -hmm. line, you need to be comfortable with your therapist is a big takeaway Take the time to look. I think I got lucky. I just did a Google search. I, she was one of the top people that showed up. I went to her website. I liked it. We talked. She seemed cool. And then we went from there. Yeah. So I didn't have to do too much digging. I think I really I got really lucky with her. Um, but Which is awesome. Yeah. That's great because a lot of people jump from therapist to therapist. And that's, like you said, like being able to have to stick with one person for the long term helps because they know the background and, and your tendencies and, you know, they, they learn who you are. Um, and that's kind of what I've been struggling with because the first therapist, I was like, I am not comfortable, um, with him. So, and then I, even with that, I stayed, maybe this is just a problem, but in terms of (laughs) the type of person I am, I stick around a little too long. Um, but I need to learn or I need to like make a decision about whether I do want to pursue, continue to pursue this type of therapy or um, if I want to go to something more traditional because a lot of things happened in December for me personally and I was like, ooh, you know what would be great is if I could go see a therapist right now and like actually go in <laughs> where it's scheduled time. Yeah. Um, but then core core happened, you know, just like the world yeah. ended up. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my friends who do therapy have now transitioned to like Zoom yeah. therapy sessions. Yeah. It's nice. So, yeah. I think one of the drawbacks for me for texting is I feel like, I, I don't know, there's the potential to just kind of like brain dump your frustrations without having a chance to process it yourself. Which when I'm texting a friend, I might say like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened today. I'm so upset because this, 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 and this, and just throw it all out there. But because I don't text her, it gives me a chance to really sit with what happened and and process what I'm feeling and think about what I'm feeling. That way when I come to her, I can say, hey, this happened. I think I feel this way, but also maybe this way? Question mark? Unsure? Why? And she'll be like, well, let's think about your mom. I'm just <laughs> I'm kidding, kind of. So. Uh, she Her whole thing is like family systems and, and how that affects you, which is... That's awesome. Um yeah, and it's 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 been very eye-opening. So I joke, but also it's kind of a thing. It's good that we have these contrasting experiences with therapy. Like I'm I'm on the side of the spectrum where I'm still searching for something that works for me. And you are on the other side as an example of showing what has worked for you. And I think the main thing that I have learned from all of these trials and tribulations of finding a therapist the consistent thing that has been reinforced is that um, the feelings that I'm feeling are okay to feel because before going to therapy, 
again, was like, emotions are something that distracts from the logical side of your brain. And it's something that wasn't really acknowledged as an actual issue. But having gone to therapy, I have learned a lot about myself. Like one of the first things that my first therapist told me was like, I think you should cry more. Oh my gosh. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I'm coming to you so that I can learn Don't how to, have to cry. not have to cry. <laughs> but he was, he described it in that, you know, the tears are a vehicle for the emotions that you're feeling. You can get all that pent up um, emotions out and then that'll clear your brain to process mm-hmm. and, and move forward. And I was like, okay, I see you. And that's been consistent between the two therapists that I've seen acknowledging that feelings are feelings and that's fine. Like you don't have to ignore them. (laughs) Your feelings are feelings and that's okay. No, that's true though. I personally also have heard my therapist tell me that I need to cry more. And I know my girlfriend that also was pushed to go to therapy and now loves it. Uh, Her therapist also encourages her to cry as well. So yeah, it's a thing. I cry often. (laughs) (laughs) I, I cry often remember how like cry baby is like it's a negative term it is a I'm negative like, term a, i think I'm it's a, a very baby. gendered term too though it's like gr- mm. if you're a girl then you're a don't be such a cry baby or it makes you like weak really? and so therefore yeah i mean it's bad cry baby is is definitely associated with weakness but mm-hmm. i'm like at least i can feel things <laughs> you know? at least i have the capacity for emotion <laughs> yeah So let's talk about maybe the barriers to therapy. How can I, if I've never gone to therapy, how can I be okay with, with the uncomfortable idea of putting myself out there and going to therapy? I think we've already named a few things. One, Mm -hmm. it's normal if you're like Melissa or myself, if you come from a background or a culture where feelings aren't talked about or they're ignored, Mm -hmm. like know that you're not alone it ain't just you. It's a lot of us. It really is. But that, a lot that of might us. be the very reason why you need to go to therapy. Like that might be the reason you got to go, <laughs> right? And we've mentioned this in previous episodes. We're just coming to the terms of you know that you're probably not the only one. It's everyone that's going through things, and maybe it is asking your circle about therapy and what their thoughts are about it because you never know. Some of our friends could be going to therapy and they're just uncomfortable talking to us about it, which is, again, don't push people, but, you know, you can inquire. Are you going to therapy? As my friend, (laughs) you need to tell me. No, not like that. Don't do that. Um, I mean, I mean, I had that conversation with you. I was like, you're going to therapy? Tell me more because I have been thinking about it and you never know, like maybe some of your friends or your your family members are thinking about it too. Right. And if I hadn't mentioned it, who knows, right? Like, who knows? And if we didn't talk about it during this episode, maybe someone else wouldn't have gotten the idea. Um, But here we are. Another thing we mentioned, I just want to recap, is finding a therapist that you're comfortable with, that person who you know that you can disclose your, your, your feelings to, and a mode of therapy that works best for you, whether that's in person, over the phone, a Zoom call, texting... When, or a blend, like or, sure. a blend of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's that phrase? One size does not fit all. Yes. That sounds lame, but it's true. <laughs> but it's true. 
It's very true. You were talking earlier, Melissa, about making sure that it was covered by your insurance. So the cost Mm -hmm. is for sure a barrier Mm -hmm. for some folks. I personally use a FSA, a flexible spending account, because I can get Mm -hmm. my money pre-tax and put it towards therapy. So it's it's very beneficial to do it that way. I won't get into it here, but lots of nuances to that. Yeah, I would just say definitely check with your employer. Um, and have that conversation because I was even weird about it at first to even mention therapy to my HR department. They're like, I don't know. I just had this weird feeling that they'd be like, why, why are you you pursuing therapy? But that's none of their business. Their only business is to tell you whether your benefits cover it or not, or what your options are if it's not fully covered, you know, like that's just, you got to get over yourself and your, and your ego. It's okay. Or not your shame, your shame. If you have that in you, you know, don't let it deter you from asking. (laughs) Right. I think you're right. It's shame, not ego. Listen, it could be ego. Like, I'm too good to have problems, but secretly I have so many. Oh, my gosh. So (laughs) just deep down inside. I think it is a lot of it could be a big barrier cost. So I I think just being able to ask the questions, being comfortable with asking those questions will help a lot. So overall, I think Melissa and I are definitely encouraging everyone. Everyone should go to therapy. It's amazing. (laughs) I say that all the time, though. I feel like everyone needs a therapist. I do. No, I am a proponent of it. I've written it on my blog. I've told my friends. Clearly, obviously, you know. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it's it's an amazing thing. And I'm glad that I got over the hump of it's for rich white people. Like, that was a very big barrier for me. And I'm glad that we have both finally gotten over that. That's the biggest hurdle, I feel like. But it took us how long? So long. Yeah, it took yes. us too too long. After college, for both of us, after college, right? I need I need people to understand that. Like that's how many that's like two decades worth of of stuff building up because of trauma. Of, <laughs> <laughs> it is though it's different level. So if you're afraid to go to therapy, don't worry. People of color go too, and maybe it's it's really important that we it's do. It's true. Yes, because then if we don't do this for ourselves, we're going to continue to perpetuate the idea that it's not okay for us to do so. So we need to insert ourselves into these spaces so that we can, all of us as a community, feel more comfortable with going to therapy because therapy is good for you. It's good for your soul. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll keep you updated on our therapy journey. And maybe, Melissa, if, you know, you find a way that works, please update us and let us know. Oh, yeah. I'm down for an update episode later down the line on how therapy's going for (laughs) troubled Melissa. (laughs) Hopefully it'll be like therapy after quarantine, but we'll see. Anyway, join us again next time for another episode of I'm Uncomfortable. All right. See you guys then. Bye.